Welcome to Signs of the Times, a look at recent world events from around our kitchen table. Given that uh, this Sunday is the fourth anniversary of the September 11th attacks uh, in New York City, we figured we would do a, a special podcast. On Friday's Signs page, we had uh, a few articles on uh, Katrina, of course, that's been sort of the, the top news story, and one of them was the article on the FEMA detention camp in Oklahoma, where it pretty much looks like a, kind of more like a concentration camp than a than a uh, uh, a refugee camp, if you will. And we made the comment that in the aftermath of 9-11, when the Patriot Act was passed, there were a lot of people who sort of paused and sat back and thought about how just a, a few short years before, something like the Patriot Act would have been just completely inconceivable, that, that the U.S. would would pass this draconian legislation and, and restrict civil liberties and and basically, people thought that that this idea that that the U.S., the greatest democracy on earth, would would pass such legislation, that this would be basically a conspiracy theory. And we had a writer who who sent us an email saying that look in looking at this uh, this story about the the FEMA camps in the aftermath of Katrina, that she wrote, "This is all looking so reminiscent of the conspiracy theory stuff I read years ago, where FEMA was to play a key role in the establishment of the U.S. police state." operating detention camps for dissidents. This whole Katrina business is looking more and more like a dress rehearsal for that scenario every day. What we see is that in the aftermath of September 11th, as well as the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, there is this sort of creeping fascism. And more importantly, there is the reaction of uh, the American people to those specific events. And in particular, it's rather interesting when we compare this this sort of creeping fascism in America to what happened in Nazi Germany. And this is a comparison that we've made before because we think it's rather instructive. So given the upcoming September 11th anniversary, we were taking a look over past science pages and past commentary we'd written. And one of the, the articles that we found is entitled, But Then It Was Too Late, and it was written by the Third Reich Roundtable. And in this article, they discuss how in Nazi Germany, uh, it was a very gradual process of uh, acclimatizing the pop- population to uh, being taken over to the fascist laws, to uh, oppression. And the the comments that they make are, are particularly interesting and, and I think particularly relevant to, to what's been going on in the U.S. And in the article, the Third Reich Roundtable writes... What no one seemed to notice was the ever-widening gap after 1933 between the government and the people. And, of course, we see a a similar gap in the United States. And continuing, they write, What happened here was the gradual habituation of the people, little by little, to being governed by surprise, to receiving decisions deliberated in secret, to believing that the situation was so complicated that the government had to act on information which people could not understand, or so dangerous that, even if the people could, could understand it, it could not be released because of national security. And their sense of identification with Hitler, their trust in him, made it easier to widen this gap and reassured those who otherwise would have worried about it. Now, of course, you might say that, well, in the U.S., pretty much the American people are, are none too happy with, with George Bush at the moment, and the polls indicate that uh, something like 46% of people think that uh, the way that... Uh, Bush handled the aftermath of Katrina was terrible. Of course, that depends on what poll you look at, because there was another poll that indicated that most people thought it was the local and state government. So, of course, polls can be a little biased at times, we suppose. 
So continuing on, we read, The separation of government from the people, this widening of the gap, took place so gradually and so insensibly, each step disguised, perhaps not even intentionally, as a a temporary emergency measure, or associated with true patriotic allegiance, or with real social purposes. And all the crises and reforms, real reforms too, so occupied the people that they did not see the slow motion underneath, or the whole process of government growing remoter and remoter. And here is where it starts to become a bit interesting. They discuss how the dictatorship in Nazi Germany and the, the process of its of its coming into being was, above all, diversionary. It basically provided an excuse to not think for people who basically didn't want to think anyway. So eventually, the the question is asked: Well, how do we avoid this? I mean, among among ordinary people, highly educated ordinary people, you know, how can this be avoided? And the response is that, frankly, they don't know. And one of the interesting comments that's made is that perhaps the only way that it can be avoided is that one must foresee the end in order to resist, or even see the beginnings. So in other words, in order to understand, for example, what's going on in the U.S. uh, with the September 11th attacks, the aftermath of Katrina, what we really have to look at and understand is... You know, who is benefiting from all this and what what is the, the goal what's the intended end result of it all and it is only in examining this and figuring out who is behind it and what their motivations are and how they are going about doing what they're doing that we can even begin to attempt to understand how it began and, and how it is progressing and to that end we figured today that we would look at uh, September 11th in perhaps a slightly different light that being, who are the powers that be, how are they doing, what they're doing uh, to the American people, what techniques do they use, and to what end. Yeah, because when we, when we approach the, the idea of a, of a 9-11 conspiracy or evidence for a 9-11 conspiracy, one of the, one of the main problems that, that certain people have, uh, in fact people that have, have, have looked at the evidence for a conspiracy, one of the main problems that these people have is that they claim that uh, there a conspiracy of of the size of 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 911 would simply be impossible uh, given the nature of 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 the US government and and the federal agencies that are that are part of that government that that there would have had to have been a a cohesion and a, a networking, if you want, between all of these uh, so many different federal agencies to carry off a, 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 an event, a, an inside job like 9/11, that that um, that it's simply impossible for that to that, that to have been the case. Um, but what is missing from from the the awareness of such people is really the true nature of. Um, of the way um, I suppose the world is, is essentially governed and has been governed for 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 many many years, and here we're talking about essentially uh, we're talking about um, a secret government, if you want. Uh, we know that's a word that has been bandied about an awful lot, but uh, there is an awful lot of evidence, and it's not just us that uh, is saying that there is a, that, that such a secret government exists. Um, in fact, um, Victor Marchetti, who is a former high-ranking CIA official. Uh, wrote uh, a book entitled The CIA and the Cult of Intelligence. Um, this is, in fact, uh, the first book that the U.S. government ever went to court to censor before uh, before publication. Um, in the book, uh, Marchetti tells us that there is a cabal uh, that rules the world and that its holy men uh, are the clandestine professionals of the Central Intelligence, Intelligence Agency. 
Uh, Markelly goes on to say that this cult is patronised and protected by the highest level government officials in the world. Its membership is composed of those in the power centres of government, industry, commerce, finance and labour. It manipulates individuals in areas of important public influence like in the academic world and the mass media. The secret cult is a global fraternity of a political aristocracy whose purpose is to further the political policies of persons or agencies unknown. It acts covertly and illegally. Uh, backing up um, Marchetti's words um, are the words of uh, Daniel K. Inouye, uh, who is a, a, a US senator, and he said that, and we quote, there exists a shadowy government with its own air force, its own navy, its own fundraising mechanism, and the ability to pursue its own ideas of national interest, free from all checks and balances, and free from the law itself. Now we do have some historical evidence that uh, that that such a, a group uh, or organisation, uh, at least, does actually exist. We can we can cite um, past uh, events concerning uh, U.S. government um, projects, for example, uh, Project Manhattan, which we've mentioned before, where uh, basically the Project Manhattan was the was the the project to develop a nuclear bomb during the the early uh, 1940s, and. Um, that project was conducted and, and carried out to completion uh, completely uh, without the awareness of, of Congress um, or and most of the actual most of the executive government, uh, and it cost a vast amount of money at the time. It cost something like two billion dollars, which is probably something like two or three hundred mil- th- two or three hundred billion dollars in, in 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 today's language. So the um, such the, the power and, and the control that uh, that uh, that a group would need to have to be able to actually carry out such a project with with such vast resources is really is really quite frightening and um, and again uh, this is a historical fact that this occurred. So in response to the the allegations that uh, that nine eleven for example could not have been carried out um, by the U.S. government, um, we to a large extent agree. Uh, therefore, that it could not have been carried out, and in fact, wasn't carried out by the U.S. government, but rather was orchestrated by uh, a select uh, group or faction uh, within the U.S. government that is that are uh, the members of uh, of which are, are generally unknown uh, and have always been unknown and will remain unknown, and uh, that's for a very very specific reason, obviously, um, because they prefer to have uh, you know scapegoats or, or puppets uh, in the public eye that that that. Is essentially the the, the overt uh, U.S. government and its officials, who uh, are essentially their 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 spokespeople, um, and do their bidding. Um, and obviously, if in the eventuality that something went wrong, or they were uh, um, th- there was uh, some kind of um, exposure of, of of any aspect of the, of the project that this group carries out, then they can always blame the, the overt uh, public government officials. And and this is why I mean you know Bush mentioned uh, puppets, and we've remark we remark from time to time that that uh, we think that Bush is basically a puppet, and of course in reading the science page you've probably noticed that we tend to attack George Bush uh, rather regularly uh, with the facts, and I mean the bottom line is the the this the secret government as Joe mentioned is pretty much unknown and uh, sort of the man behind the curtain. And but nevertheless, they are acting basically through George Bush and Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney and and the whole Bush gang. 
So regarding the secret government and the idea of conspiracies, one question that comes up is how exactly is it that they do what they do? Because obviously if if this is a, a secret government, as it were, then that means that it's a, a limited number of people, um, sort of a, a, a small group that manipulates and controls, and, and how exactly is it that they are able to manipulate and um, control uh, countries and indeed the world uh, politically, for example. And perhaps some potential answers are found in an article entitled Chemical Hallucinations, Mind Control, and Dr. Jose Delgado by Laura Nyajic. And in this article that she wrote, uh, which is basically centered around a book called Mind Control, The Current Situation uh, by Harry V. Martin and David Call, they discuss uh, a man who goes by the name of Dr. Delgado, or at least that's uh, perhaps a pseudonym, but and Laura provides a very interesting excerpt regarding this mysterious Dr. Jose Delgado. Apparently, he made remarks to uh, the Congress, which are recorded in the Congressional Record number 262E, Volume 118, and he appeared in front of Congress February 24, 1974. And in his remarks, he says that we need a program of psychosurgery for political control of our society. The purpose is physical control of the mind. Everyone who deviates from the given norm can be surgically mutilated. The individual may think that the most important reality is his own existence, but this is this is only his personal point of view. This lacks historical perspective. And then here's the kicker. He says, Man does not have the right to develop his own mind. This kind of liberal orientation has great appeal. We must electrically control the brain. Someday armies and generals will be controlled by electrical s- stimulation of the brain. Now, of course, this sounds a little squirrely until you read that the New York Times ran an article on May 17, 1965, which was entitled Matador with a Radio Stops Wild Bull. And this article details the story of Dr. Delgado's experiments at Yale University School of Medicine. And the New York Times article states that basically there was a matador and uh, in a bull ring, and... Uh, the bull was charging at the matador, but it says that the charging animal's horn never reached the man behind the heavy red cape, because moments before that could happen, Dr. Delgado whipped out a small radio transmitter, pressed a button, and the bull came to a screeching halt. And apparently the bull was obeying commands in his brain that were being called forth by electrical stimulation by radio signals. According to Dr. Delgado, experiments of this type have also been performed on humans, While giving a lecture on the brain in 1965, he said that science has developed a new methodology for the study and control of cerebral function in animals and humans. So here we have a technique by which it is possible to basically control uh, the human will. Uh, This is something also that Richard Dolan writes about in his book UFOs and the National Security State. Uh, There was a a radio transceiver of uh, very limited power where it it didn't even require uh, implanted electrodes in the the subject's brain. It was simply through the use of certain frequencies at a certain power uh, modulated in a certain way. You could not only influence the emotions and and thoughts of uh, a human being, you could, in fact, control what they do. And uh, Richard Dolan provides uh, documentation to support all this, and if you haven't read it, uh, you should pick up a copy of UFOs in the National Security State, which you can get at uh, keyholepublishing.com. It's a 
a fascinating and very well researched book. But as amazing as that as that is, there appears to be an even more, uh, perhaps insidious method of controlling uh, the human will, and that is the work that was done. Uh, generally, it's known as uh, green bombing. There is another article on Cassipia.org entitled The Greenbaum Speech, again written by Laura Nightyagic, and it covers a lecture by D.C. Hammond, and it was originally the lecture was originally entitled Hypnosis in MPD, Ritual Abuse, but is now generally known as the Greenbaum Speech, and it was de- delivered at the 4th Annual Eastern Regional Conference on Abuse and Multiple Personality on Thursday, June 25, 1992, in Alexandria, Virginia. And the article covers how, at the end of World War II, in fact, before the war even ended, uh, Alan Dulles and people from the intelligence community in the U.S. were already in Switzerland, and they were basically engaging in what amounted to Operation Paperclip, trying to smuggle Nazi scientists out of uh, Europe and to the U.S. And it appears that not only did they get out uh, German rocket scientists, but they also got out some Nazi doctors who had been doing mind control research in the concentration camps. And after these scientists were brought to the United States, they apparently helped the U.S. intelligence agencies uh, develop mind control techniques. And while you really have to read the the Greenbaum speech, and of course we'll post a link on our podcast page this weekend so you can read more about it, there's there's a lot of detail that um, is uh, we're not going to cover now, but you'll you'll definitely want to read. Uh, but apparently they started doing mind control research for military intelligence in military hospitals in the United States. And essentially, the as the original titer, title of the article indicates, um, they they pretty much used uh, what's generally termed multiple personality disorder. But more specifically, what they did is. They used torture, uh, electric shocks, and other even more unpleasant techniques to torture the subjects and basically shatter their will and to essentially create multiple personalities within the individual, which could then be controlled and instructed to do whatever they wanted them to do. They often started uh, on a person from childhood. Hammond claims that they actually, in, in, in based on his, his work with, with multiple victims, they targeted uh, basically entire family lines. Quite often, if a child was affected, either the mother or the father, or sometimes both, would also have been uh, victims of this uh, brainwashing. And to give an idea of exactly how they did this, uh, one of the people that uh, Hammond was uh, treating, uh, he was a uh, mental health professional. Uh, She, in the course of the treatment, she revealed that what happened was that she would go into a room and they would uh, do all sorts of things to her, but she would be wired up and monitored with electroencephalographs, and they had placed electrodes uh, on her, for example, four on her head and uh, one in her vagina. Sometimes they would uh, begin and they would say to her that she was angry with someone in the group, and she would say, no, I'm not, and then they would violently shock her. And essentially they would say the same thing over and over again until she complied and didn't make any negative response. And so this was the sort of uh, rather appalling technique that they would use to basically destroy the the personality and split it and create these uh, these other branches, which uh, they they would label by uh, Greek letters. There was you know the the alpha um, the alpha alters and the betas and the the gammas, and there were there were even as uh, Hammond discovered. 
uh, self-destruct altars where if someone got too close to the truth and deprogramming the person, they would uh, be incapacitated and in severe pain. They would become suicidal. Um, the again, the the details uh, are all included in in Laura's article, and uh, we would strongly encourage you all to read them because while it is rather appalling, it, it gives a, a very interesting look into exactly how this. Uh, process can work and at one point uh, Hammond indicates that he would really like to have a session with uh, Sirhan Sirhan uh, implying that in fact there's really no need for for the secret government and their henchmen to implant electrodes into anyone's brain they can simply kidnap people and reprogram them and they have mind controlled assassins, they have pretty much everything they need, a, a, a small army to basically do their bidding and one of the the very interesting things that Dr. Hammond says is uh, what one person asks him, and they say that seems to be the, the, there seems to be some similarity between this sort of uh, programming and those who claim that they've been abducted by aliens. And so this person asks, well, you know, is is there anything to this? And Dr. Hammond responds, I'll share my speculation. That comes from others, really. I've not dealt with any of those people. However, I know a therapist that I know and trust and respect who I've informed about all this a couple of years ago and has found a lot of patients and so on who is firmly of the belief that those people are in fact ritual abuse victims who have been programmed with that sort of thing to destroy all their credibility. If somebody's coming in, coming in and reporting abduction by a flying saucer, who's going to believe them on anything else in the future? Also as a kind of thing that can be pointed to and said... This is as ridiculous as that. So here we see a sort of uh, an interesting twist on the alien abduction phenomenon. And in fact, uh, Laura has has written about this before. That in fact, many people who claim that they've been abducted by aliens and flying saucers could perhaps be victims of this uh, this this type of abuse and and brainwashing. And that in fact, the the alien abduction phenomenon is essentially a cover for this. Of course, that doesn't mean that the universe is a large place. Certainly, there are other intelligent life forms out there, or, or so I think. But uh, again, it, it, it provides an interesting twist on the, the alien abduction phenomenon. And here, and and again, the article goes on, and and Dr. Hammond discusses how he believes that this ritual abuse programming is widespread, systematic, very organized, and that it, it involves uh, people in NASA, the CIA, the military, uh, including very high ups in the military. And so here we have a, a potential mechanism by which, uh, for example, you have Arab terrorists who are uh, launching attacks on numerous countries around the world. And, of course, in the case of the September 11th attacks, as we've uh, pointed out, um, especially uh, as Laura Nayajic has pointed out in her article, uh, Mossad and Moving Companies, Masterminds of Global Terrorism, it seems that on September 11th there were a bunch of uh, Israelis videotaping and dancing as the World Trade Center towers collapsed. So certainly we have the idea that uh, not all of these quote-unquote terrorist attacks were perpetrated by Arab terrorists, but certainly there may be a, a certain number of um, Arabs who were, or, or anyone for that matter, who was, who was kidnapped and, and, and brainwashed and used as, as essentially the, the ultimate weapon. And, of course, you get into the assassination of JFK, the um, various assassinations that have occurred in the U.S. and elsewhere over time. Yes, that's not to suggest that the, the secret government is, is actually individually brainwashing uh, many members of the, of the population of any given country. 
but uh, more so it it just gives us an insight into the uh, the mindset of such people and and the the, the interests that 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 they have and that they that they pursue. And and perhaps it gives an idea of exactly how uh, perhaps such a small group of people can do uh, so much you know behind the scenes without anyone knowing about it um because of course if you have a a network and and basically a, a what amounts to a small army of of people who have basically been brainwashed and completely controlled then you have you have patsies you have assassins uh you have people who perhaps don't even know that uh they have been yeah, they don't know that they've been that they've been programmed to, to to kind of set the ball rolling, as it were. You know, a spate of killings like we had, like the the two kids in the, in the Columbine um, um, school shootings, and we had the Washington sniper and various other incidents across across the U.S. and across um, other parts of the world were were um, that were then used by governments to uh, to justify the introduction of of further strictures on 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 the on civil liberties, etc. Which Takes us back to to nine eleven and the 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 essentially this this symbolism of nine eleven and, and and what it was really all about because um, obviously on one level it, it provided a justification for a for a war of of invasion uh, or um, or sorry a war of conqu- conquest of of Iraq and Af- Afghanistan and probably soon to be the greater Middle East. But on another level, it was. It seems to be that it was a, a, a testing, or somewhat of a testing, of the will of, of the American people, and to a lesser extent, the, the will of the, of the people of the of the rest of the world. Because one of the questions that comes up is: is does the U did the U.S. government really need uh, to carry out um, 9/11, for example, to impose the the, the various um, uh, strictures and clampdowns on, on civil liberties that have occurred in the aftermath of the attacks? Um, because obviously, in any in any given situation, they could easily just, um, as we're saying, use one of these uh, mind programmed uh, slaves or, or or carry it out themselves. Essentially, carry out a ta- an attack, a nuclear attack, or any other kind of attack uh, like nine eleven themselves. And uh, in in as a result of that, they could simply impose martial law, uh, which would negate the the necessity for any. Um, a legal, let's say, passing of uh, of of things like the Patriot Act and the Patriot Act Two, etc., which which obviously um, you know severely restrict uh, the liberties of of the American population. But the idea really is that um, each time that the government um, presents a, a lie uh, in the form of truth to the American people and to the people of any other country, um, they are really testing, the, as, we, as we mentioned, testing the will of, of, of the people um, to essentially stand up and say, to either stand up and say that's a lie or to accept the lie as truth. And with each successive time that this occurs, uh, this is a breaking down or an abridging of the, of the free will and the, uh, the will in general of, of, of the population um, to, to, first of all, to recognize uh, truth um, or recognize a lie that is being presented as truth, and to simply stand up and say and, and reject that. Um, so, as we've seen with nine eleven, um, a large number, particularly in the in the immediate aftermath, anyway, a large number of, of people all around the world accepted the official story. Um, and obviously, this was the, this acceptance by the people was greatly benefited by by the the dissemination of the official government story uh, in the mainstream mainstream press. And we 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 note. Uh, Often that it really comes down to this um, control of, of the of the mainstream press that that dictates um, the the level or the extent of the success of of these um, 
campaigns that are waged against the populations of, of countries by, by any particular government because ultimately it is, is the it is the responsibility of the press or supposedly it's the responsibility of the press to uh, to bring the truth uh, to the people but as we've as we've noted on many occasions this is simply not the case the uh, the mainstream media um all around the world is essentially a tool of of government and it it essentially um robs the the, the average person in the street of any uh, access to to what's really happening um and this is obviously gets back to to what uh, what we were talking about in Nazi Germany that this is exactly what happened in Nazi Germany that 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 the the Nazis controlled pretty much everything including the press and were were free to disseminate all sorts of propaganda that were that were essentially lies and and the people bought the lie and we w- one thing we have to remember about about Nazi Germany is that the the German people were ordinary people, like um, ordinary intelligent people, like like most people in uh, in, in the U.S. and and in Europe and around the world, um, and um, th- they were they were by no means dummies. They weren't mind controlled or mind programmed, uh, yet they, pretty much to a man or to a woman, they um, they swallowed the lies that were being presented to them as truth, and it was as a result of that that the the millions and millions of people. Uh, essentially died and were were massacred uh, during the, the the Second World War. And and Germans in Nazi Germany weren't necessarily mind controlled in the sense that uh, that I was talking about in terms of uh, the so called green bombing. Uh, but uh, getting back to the, the but then it was too late article that I had mentioned. Um, the the comment is made that after the war began the the Nazi government could basically do anything they wanted, the, anything that was necessary to win the war, uh, including the, the, the so-called final solution uh, regarding the, the quote-unquote Jewish problem, uh, where basically the Nazis had always talked about this, this uh, solving this, uh, this, this Jewish problem that they, that they perceived, but that not even the Nazis could actually do anything about it until the war actually gave them, you know, until the the, the progression of um, taking over civil liberties and and the progression of the war, and eventually it got to the point where they could actually act and and do something about it. And this is exactly the same thing that's happening uh, in the U.S. with uh, the, the the passing of of uh, the Patriot Act One, what has generally become known as the Patriot Act Two. And little by little, bit by bit, uh, the American population is being uh, conditioned, if you will, to accept uh, what amounts to a, a state of martial law, even if that state is never actually declared. And as the war on terror progresses, uh, it it is proceeding in, in basically a similar fashion to, to what happened in Nazi Germany. Yeah, I mean, currently the, the American people, as a result of the... Um of the 9/11 attacks and the uh, and the various policies that have been introduced since then, they have been at each successive point in, in the progression of that uh, of, of those policies. They have been asked, essentially, albeit uh, not officially, but uh, they have been asked um, symbolically, if you, if you, if you like, um, by their government, if they are going to accept uh, uh, the truth or the, a lie as the truth. And until now, it seems that uh, a majority, anyway, of American people have actually accepted um, the lie as as truth. And it is systematically and very, very, very definitely uh, robbing them of all of 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 the freedoms that they that they have uh, up until now, anyway, held held dear. 
And as Scott, um, as Scott mentioned at the beginning of the podcast uh, uh, today, um, in in Nazi Germany, the 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 use of fear was very, or, or of an outside threat was 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 really one of the major and, and most important tools that was used to uh, for the for the Nazi Party to to implement their 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 plans, their their diabolical diabolical plans, they, by presenting. Um, uh, this threat in, in in such a complex and uh, frightening way uh, that the average person just um, was forced in a way just to give up uh, any 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 responsibility or any any control that they that they might have had over over deciding you know whether the threat was real or not and uh, you know it, it put people in fear of their own lives essentially uh, in, in in the face of this threat and as as Scott mentioned it essentially forced people just to want to switch off their switch off their minds and and, and allow their government to take control of it which is obviously a a serious mistake given what we know about the nature of government and the nature the very nature of power and how it corrupts people um in fact there's a there was a story from uh, from around this time uh, last year an intervention magazine called uh, the uh, the title of the, the article was the politics of the closed mind the author of the article um, was in Springfield in Missouri, kind of walking around asking people about their impressions of of the current state of the U.S. and the war in Iraq, etc., etc. And uh, he, he, he states, I met a man today who did not know the difference between Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. He did not even know the difference between Iraq and Afghanistan. But he did know about the war on terror- terrorism. Well, sort of. We had to do something when they knocked those buildings down in New York, Joe insisted, his mouth twisted with anger. I calmly explained to this World War II veteran and former mechanical engineer that it was not Iraqis who flew those airplanes into the World Trade Center towers, but Al-Qaeda, which was based not in Iraq, but in Afghanistan, two very different countries. Joe replied with a look of confusion and then said, When they say all those foreign names, I just turn my mind off. Turn your mind off? Yeah, turn my mind off, he repeated defiantly. Joe is in his 80s and lives in rural southwest Missouri, an area that identifies with a long time and bitter deep south. Missouri was the northern, northernmost slave state, and as opposed to the metropolitan areas of St. Louis and Kansas City that feel more like the moderate north. Joe thinks it was the liberal media and those liberal politicians, in quotes, who lost the Vietnam War, so today he watches Fox News and only Fox News. Joe doesn't have to learn those strange-sounding foreign names because he trusts his basic instincts, or, as he says, his gut feelings, and of course, Fox News. Joe's mind can be turned off, Fox is turned on, and with complete confidence scream, kill them all. So this is a, this is a very good example of, um, of the effects of, of what we're talking about here, of, um, of the use of fear to essentially uh, affect um, pretty much the same thing as if... Uh, you know, and the individual who who experiences the fear, um, as 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 if he had been uh, or he or she had been essentially taken in and, and literally mind programmed, because the result is obviously the same. Where you have um, large numbers of of a population who who essentially just tow the tow the government line and believe absolutely everything that their government says, and it's all based on uh, the propagation of fear and a threat to the to the lives of, of those people. So we we noticed that that the really the defining moment uh, for the the propagation of this threat that has led to this um, mind programming, uh, general mind programming of the of the of the population of America and to a lesser extent the rest of the world uh, was 9/11. Um, in terms of 9/11, 9/11 
established very very concretely the the threat to to the very lives of of individual citizens and it certainly seems that uh, that this that this massive effort and, and energy that has been put into 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 doing this uh, has not been done for for no reason whatsoever obviously the the direct effect of this is to as we mentioned to abridge the free will of of, of the population um and to herd them to uh, to an order of of control that is uh, is really unprecedented and to to force people to accept uh, the strictures and essentially the policies and uh, of of the government and and the way that the government wants the population to act and think and 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 and, and believe about the, the the state of of the world and 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 the country that they that they that they live in now based on our our previous uh, historical r- research that we that we have published and that specifically Laura has has written an awful lot about in her uh, in her book the secret history of the world and other books that she's published uh, there is as we've mentioned before um, an awful lot of evidence for um, the fact that the earth has our planet has goes through cyclical catastrophes it's no big surprise really it's not a it's not really a big thing although it might seem seem like it on, on, on first on first glance but uh, certainly at the minute we're seeing an awful lot of um, activity uh, most recently in terms of um, uh, Hurricane Katrina and um, in last December the the the, er- the massive earthquake in uh, in Indonesia so it's really it's getting a lot easier to um, to conceive of the idea that the planet does periodically um, go through serious um, natural uh, cataclysms, and, and uh, you know Joe hasn't even mentioned you know, even given given everything that's gone on with with Hurricane Katrina. Of course, FEMA has just uh, you know come out and said you know back in August two thousand one uh, they had uh, predicted a terrorist attack on New York. Uh, a hurricane striking New Orleans and uh, an earthquake in California, and of course we've seen um, Russia came out recently and said the, that the Kamchatka Peninsula was basically due for a large quake, um, which is right across the water from from the north uh, the northwest coast of of the U.S. Um, right on the Canadian border there at uh, Oregon, not far from, not relatively not far from Mount Rainier, and um, um, we have. Spoken in the past about the possibility of a of a large quake there that it would result in a in a, a tsunami of, of um, similar proportions to the tsunami last year in uh, in Indonesia, and and that's to to say nothing of the uh, our um, our meteor our science meteor supplement, uh, which indicates that uh, in fact there have been uh, quite a few sightings uh, of meteorites and uh, obviously. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a lot bigger than just one hurricane or just a few earthquakes or a little bit of climate change. It's uh, uh, based on all the ga- the data we've gathered and the historical research we've done. It appears to be a rather momentous and enormous uh, period of of change, to to put it mildly. So certainly, it doesn't take a lot of imagination to to think or to come to the conclusion that um, this secret government that we've been speaking of has come to the same conclusions and probably a long, long before we ever came to these conclusions, they came to the conclusion that or were, were furnished with the knowledge by parties unknown that, um, that the earth goes through cyclical catastrophes and that there is one 
very possibly uh, coming up in the not too distant future and we're talking here about essentially back to square one that the that the entire civilization of the of the planet or the civilizations of the planet uh, will be uh, turned back the clock will be turned back and they will start again and we're talking about a massive um, reduction in the population of the planet as a result of that and all of these strictures that have um, that are being put in place, including the um, you know it, it operates on, on many levels. You've got um, 9/11 as, uh, as as a pretext to to invade Iraq and to secure uh, to to position the U.S. military uh, around the world um, in in the most strategic places in terms of um, of oil, um, so that in a post cataclysmic situation they would be able to immediately pick up and, and be in control again. But at the same time, you've got uh, the benefit of 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 such attacks like 9/11, uh, of were, were they control uh, and uh, the population in terms of, of fear and this terrorist threat, so that um, nothing is left to chance. And away from the point of view of this uh, secret government, um, they they are determined to make sure that um, in the event of a of, of a worldwide catastrophe, that it's certainly unpredictable even from from their point of view that they remain in control and that they ensure that 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 nothing unexpected occurs and that they appear on the other side in the same positions they are in at present as most of you will be aware we don't only dedicate ourselves to doing podcasts we uh have been working away in the background uh, as evidenced by the the vast amount of material on our website and on our daily science page and in fact uh, since this is the fourth anniversary of 9-11 we have been putting our efforts into over the past you know several months we've been putting our efforts into putting a new book together uh, that deals specifically with uh, 9-11 the title of the book being 9-11, The Ultimate Truth, and uh, that title really says it all. The book is a collaborative effort, um, but a, a large part of it um, is the the fruit of the, the work of Laura knight Yeah, and, and this uh, 9-11, The Ultimate Truth, uh, the new book, it, it directly relates to a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about today. And uh, given that it's about 9/11, it's 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 basically a book that that delves quite deeply into what amounts to the event that started the the current push by the powers that be for uh, control and and essentially domination. Yeah, it gives a very broad perspective on on um, on the entire 9/11 event. It goes back a long way to put the the 9/11 attacks in a in a perspective. Um, the events that that really created uh, the, pla- the, the current world climate that, that we're experiencing at the minute and it also presents some uh, very interesting theories and possibilities about where it is all going to go and the book will be available for sale at qfgpublishing.com uh, officially on October 1st but if you'd like you will be able to pre-order it starting Sunday September 11th 2005 so that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, thank you for joining us, and as always, you can find articles related to all that we've discussed today at signs-of-the-times.org. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.